When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Con Report wherever you get your podcast. You can find us on YouTube, and if you're there watching us, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We're on YouTube as part of Empire Media. That's A M P I R E. Always much appreciate when you tune in. So today, I'm going to get to the keys and predictions in a minute, but I want to go over some injury updates first. And also, by the way, if you missed my interview with Mike Jones from The Athletic the other day, he used to cover their cover the Washington franchise, you can go back and give that a listen. We've talked a lot about the possible sale of the team and also thoughts from people around the league, et cetera, about what's going on, some good insight from Mike. Give, go back and give that a listen or give it a watch on YouTube. Anyway. Before I get to the keys of predictions, some injury updates. Let's start with wide receiver Jahan Dotson, who will play on Monday for the first time since week four. Been dealing with that hamstring injury. They felt good about how he has recovered each day after practicing, and he's going to play. He's not even listed as questionable on the injury report. He is going. He's, he was a full participant. There, as of right now, there's no injury for him. He will play. So that that's one bit of good news for Washington. On the other side, you have Chase Young, defensive end Chase Young, who it's unlikely that he's going to play based on what Jack Del Rio said Friday and based on what Ron Rivera said today. They haven't officially said he's not going to play. He's still not on the 53-man roster. They're still in that period where they have that 21-day window to to activate him or not or end up putting him on IR. But on Friday, Del Rio said that Chase Young is not doing everything full speed. Not a good sign when you're trying to come back. For for this game, I mean. And then also on Saturday, Ron Rivera said that practicing indoors on Thursday on a different surface, a little bit harder, a little bit less give than on natural grass. And so Young did not practice with them. That also kind of delayed some of what they want to see from him. Not that it sets him back per se, but they want to give him every opportunity to practice, work the conditioning up, get used to pushing off on that leg, going through all the process having to collide with a guy who's 300 pounds across from you when you have that knee brace on. As Ron Rivera said, it's a little bit different doing that than doing it with a 200-pound trainer. All that stuff he's got to get used to, getting back to your techniques and all that. They have taken it slow with him. So I I always kind of laugh when people say, they need to take it slow with him. Don't rush him back. Well, they haven't. It's been a year. So just know that. And one thing Rivera said, they are definitely looking at this long-term with him to make sure that this goes a thousand percent right, and that way nothing happens to to hurt him for the future. Um, and so they're going to take it very slow. But the way they've been talking the last two days, it'd be really hard to see him coming back for Monday night. Anyway, the other ones who have been ruled out: running back J.D. McKissick, um, he's out. Linebacker Cole McHolcomb, he's out. Linebacker David Mayo, he's out. So they're, they they've got some things they're dealing with. Left guard Andrew Norwell added to the injury list with a groin issue. Not sure yet about his status for, for he'll be quite, he's questionable for Monday, but not sure yet if he's going to play or not. So 
there you go. Those are some of the injury updates. Now, let's get to the three keys and a prediction for the game. First key, number one, run the ball. Listen, we all know that that's a key here, right? So they, they've they got to do that, and they know that, and they're going to want to do it. I, that's, that's, that's a given, right? So and I know they want to do it. One reason, though, is the Eagles' run defense has taken a hit with the loss of rookie defensive lineman Jordan Davis. Now, Davis did play in the first game against Washington, and I actually thought they handled him pretty well in the middle. I thought, and it was Wes Schweitzer at center, thought he did a good job of directing Davis and, and controlling him, and he wasn't a big factor in them stopping the run. I think that Washington had like 22 carries for like 87 yards, something like that. They didn't have a great run game, but it wasn't necessarily because of Davis. I think they did a nice job of him, but he progressively got better, and I think he's a loss for the Eagles. So he got hurt in an October 30th game in that game against the Steelers when he was on the field, eight carries, 28 yards. When he wasn't on the field, 16 carries, 116 yards. The Eagles for the season without him on the field, with him on the field against the run, 3.87 yards per carry. Overall, 5.16 yards per carry. So their run defense takes a hit. Washington knows it. And one last stat for you. This is overloading your stats. So I apologize. But one more. In the last two games, so including Houston last week, the last 48 runs without Jordan Davis on the field, the opponents have gained 284 yards. So run the ball because their best run stopper up front is now out. But one thing that you can't do if you're Scott offensive corner Scott Turner and make sure you stick to that run is don't fall in love with the fact that Dotson is back and now you have your trio of pass catchers back with he and Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. First of all, speaking of McLaurin, get that guy involved early. One reason is because that team responds when that guy makes plays. You want that emotion that he shows. Bring it early. Don't wait till the fourth, second half to get that guy involved. It can be difficult to get the guy involved because things can change in a play, even though the play may be designed to go to him. Things happen. The defense plays it something different that you're not expecting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I get that. You can't always force it, but you want that guy's emotion to be an early part of this game, and I, I think they're going to need that. So get him involved early. Anyway, that's a little aside. So that's kind of like a 3.5 key, right? But that's going and it's a subset of the runs because I brought his name up and I wanted to make sure I said that. But if you're Scott Turner, early in the year, I know there that they there was a feeling that sometimes he fell in love with the fact that you had those pass catchers, but don't ignore how you have to win. And that in this game, you're going to want to control the ball with the ground game you want to use those guys, you've got them, and I think you can you can make some plays with them, but it starts with the run in this game. The other guy I'd like to see get a couple of carries with McKissick out is Jonathan Williams. I felt like when he's gone in there, even in this game, the first 10 game, and the Dallas game, like he had some good runs. I think he adds a little bit of he lives a little bit of um energy when he runs the ball too, decisive and all that. So I would if I'm them, I'm gonna give him a few carries if possible. And I think they feel good about where Brian Robinson is trending, but I'd still try to work him in there and, of course, give Gibson involved as many, as much as you can. Um, anyway, so first key, run the ball. Second one, protect Taylor Heineke. I mean, if you watch the first game, that's kind of a given, right? Nine sacks, that's pretty bad. Since that game, Washington has only given up 12 sacks. Not, not, not awesome, and some of that is because of Taylor Heineke's legs. We've seen the pressure – but I think there have been times where sometimes it's the holding the ball too long that hurts. But anyway, protect Taylor Heineke. 
what, when you look at the sacks in that first game, they, they most of them were coming with four-man pressures. Sometimes it's coming because this is what Heineke has to do. Sometimes it's coming because was Carson Wentz was holding the ball too long. Sometimes he held the ball too long because they become predictable in certain situations. So you look at those third down and four and fives, typically they're going to run that mesh crossing route. So the Eagles know that. They're playing for it. And that causes the quarterback to then hold the ball because that's where they want to get to. And then it becomes a slow developing play that they can't block. So put them in situations where you're going against your tendencies. In those situations, fake the mesh, run the pivots, right? Do something to clear and then maybe throw Logan Thomas behind that because the linebacker is open in the middle. So that's something that I would definitely do. So Logan Thomas, Juan Castillo, the special, excuse me, tight ends coach, was just talking about how he feels like Logan Thomas is ready to kind of get back to who he was. Let's see some of that Monday. But again, do what I just said there. But the point is, don't become predictable with that and give the quarterbacks a chance to get rid of the ball when when in a situation where teams don't know what's what you're going to do, right? So that's one thing. But that's also winning one-on-ones. They've got to win their one-on-ones, whether it's, you know, my concern would be Cornelius Lucas if they match up him with Hassan Reddick. Reddick a speed rusher, and that's where Lucas has some problems. That's one to watch. Give him a little help. Maybe have the tight ends chip a little bit like they did against the Cowboys, but do that maybe a little bit more than you expected in this game because the first game, I think that stunned them how well the Eagles rushed their rush the passion there. Because um, you can't what you can't afford to have happen is Heineke under pressure and then turning the ball over. Turnovers are always the key in any game. That's really always the number one key, especially when you're on the road. But in this one too, especially, you can't give the Eagles any more chances. And, and this team just doesn't, they're not going to have that ability to overcome too many of those. So it starts with protecting him. There were a couple of times like take the layups. That's one thing, if you're Taylor Heineke, you can protect yourself by taking the layups. One of the times that Carson Wentz was sacked in that first game was he had a it was second and 16. You have Terry McLaurin running a little hitch. Darius Slay is playing way off, gave him the cushion. If you And that's the, that's the first place that, that Wentz looks. If you hit him right now, right now, he's a, maybe it's a five-yard gain on the throw, but then he gets probably five, maybe four to five more yards after the catch. Because the ball gets there, when he would have caught it, Slay would have been about three or four yards off of him. McLaurin can turn up field and get more yards at the catch, setting up a third and manageable. Instead, he gets sacked because he looks at him, pumps it, not sure, then wants to go back to him, sack, third and 22. You can't have that any in this game. They had 12 plays of negative yards for minus 73 yards in that game. They're never going to win a game in that situation, because their offense simply is not good enough to overcome that, not good enough to overcome half that, let alone 12 for 70 minus 73. So take the layups. And those layups, there were some layups that were there in the first game. And they just, Carson Wentz didn't take them. There have been layups that Taylor Heineke has, has passed up as well. You can't do that in this game and, and expect to really move the ball. Um, and then I think the other thing with Taylor Heineke what you saw in that first game, there were some times where Carson Wentz could have gotten out of some trouble if he was the previous Carson, the old Carson Wentz from a, several years ago, before the back, before the knee. Those are gaps that Taylor Heineken can, can get out of. So if they can take advantage of the Eagles maybe not being as disciplined with their rush, you can get Heineke out of the pocket that way, and that's where he's most dangerous. I'd also try, you know, I you want to see bootlegs and all that. 
kind of feel like the Eagles ends play those bootlegs pretty well. So I don't know if you're going to see a ton of those, but you want to, if you can move the pocket a little bit, that would help. You know, the rollouts are one thing. I don't, I'm not in love with the rollouts for him. I think the way he works best is when he can get out of the pocket on his own and scramble and improvise and make a play. That's when Taylor Heineke is at his best. Again, then win your one-on-ones. Finally, when you look at those corners, Darius Slade, James Bradbury, very good corners. And I know in the first game, going that first game, one thing they felt like with Bradbury that they could take advantage of is on some of those crossing routes with him in a man situation. That takes some time to get across the field, though, because you got to clear out a side, you got to run across, blah, blah. But if you can do that, that's one way they feel they can get some yards after the catch if when they're matched up with him with like a Dotson or someone like that. McLaurin against Slay has always been a good matchup. I love that matchup because it's a very much a thinking man's game between both of them. Slay is a very, very – I think they're both smart corners, but Slay is very smart, knows how to play, knows exactly where his help is, plays to the help, but he's going to give you some room. He's going to flat foot some reads. So you might be able to take advantage. McLaurin has taken advantage of that in the past, maybe some double moves, do that kind of stuff. But he also plays with a lot of cushion. You can just personally take some of the easy money once in a while. It's hard to do that every time because sometimes it might come up, whatever. But if you got that easy money win, that six, seven yard hitch, take some of those two layups, keep the ball, keep it moving. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And then finally, the third key, contain Jalen Hurts. Again, that this Eagles offense is is built to maxim is built to maximize what Hurts can do, and that's with the legs and with the arm. So let's start with the arm. First of all, make him throw from a tight pocket. Put him in that situation because he's not as strong a passer in those situations. When I see him throw some errant throws to open guys, it's usually when he's throwing from a tighter pocket. Not that he can't make it; it's just that when he that's where he's less effective. And, and that's what you need to get him in that spot. That requires being a very disciplined pass rush. Now, I'm going to go back to one thing I said in the very beginning of the um, of this podcast about guys coming back or an underrated thing in this game is in the first game, if you remember, James Suth Williams and Casey Tuhill did not play. They The ends were Shaka Tony and William Bradley King. And that's important because, first of all, these are guys who have played a lot for you. But secondly, with, with Casey Tuhill, that was a loss in that game because they really like him in that in the role they're using. That's in that when it's you know you can go as a defensive end, obviously, but when you go to that five man front, they can kind of use him as an outside linebacker type. They like his athleticism. They feel he's more quick twitch than some of their other ends, um, especially in the backup, especially as the backups. But so against Jalen Hurts, that's a good matchup for them. Like 
that you know so it, it attacks the mesh point it attacks the zone read but it can it allows you to if you want to blitz from a side then you can drop two hill into coverage so it gives you some more creativity with what you can do and how they can attack Jalen Hurts with again keep get him and keep him in the pocket as much as possible that's a disciplined rush and same for Smith Williams but also one thing you can't do one thing you can't do with him is throw a lot of five-man rushes at him because one of the things the Eagles do very well is they attack the middle of the field they're Hertz is only, they've only attempted 19 throws of 20 air yards or more this year. That's not very much. In fact, that's one of the lowest in the NFL. But they do have, when they throw it on the field, they have, I think it's five touchdowns out of 10 completions in that situation. That's a high percentage. I think that's like, that's top, that's one behind what Washington has. Um, so they're probably like about fifth in the league in that area, the Eagles are. So, but what they do do is in those blitz situations, is they attack the middle of the field with an A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith on the crosser. Um, Brown is very good at getting to the middle, and then it leads to a lot of yak. So you've got to protect that. So they need to be able to do this with four-man four rushes. Some of those four-man rushes can come out of creative looks. Again, being able to drop the ends in this situation will be a big key. Don't, don't let Hurts get comfortable in that pocket, and you can't let him get outside the pocket because we know we can hurt him there too. Then the other part of it is the mesh point on the handoffs. Make him hand off the ball quickly. This is something that they feel they have done well the last two, the last couple of times they played them. Is they may they feel like they make Hertz make a quick decision on what to, whether it should hand off or not. What they don't want to have happen is Hertz to keep the ball in the zone read because they know that that keeps alive a pass as well. If you're just handing it off, then you know it's a handoff. The guy Miles Sanders is running the ball, but if Hertz has the ball, you don't know what's going to happen. And I think they so their their goal is make them hand off the ball as fast as quickly as possible, and and then you know then it like then stop the run, and they've done a pretty good job of that. They actually have done a good job against the Eagles in two of the last three meetings at stopping the run better than most other teams, especially in the in the division. So that's something that I think works in their favor if they can continue making that mesh point. Now in the first game, it wasn't like there were a ton of situations where they we're able to do that sometimes as Hertz is just handing the ball off before, before they're getting to him. But they did feel like they do, they do feel like they do a good job overall with that. And it's going to be an important one for, for this game. And then of course you can't let Devontae Smith and, and, and AJ Brown have these huge games. Devontae Smith has been pretty quiet since that first game where he just destroyed this team on the deep balls. And here's the thing, like, are you, those are really good throws, but here's the details of this game. So there was one, the one of the deep throws to to Devontae Smith that Kendall Fuller was just just got beat on just by a little bit, but it's a detail. So on that play, Bobby McCain was deep, was supposed to be deep middle, but was a little bit too much to the left hash. If he's playing deep middle, he either picks that ball off or knocks it away. Learn a lesson, apply it to the next game. So I, I think will they do a better job there because they have to, but that all goes back to containing Hurts making him uncomfortable, not even uncomfortable in a pocket, just creating a tighter pocket to make him throw from that instead of finding the creases and, and, and all that. So there you go. Those are my keys to the game. Now let's get to the prediction. I do think that this team plays better on Monday night. I like how the defense is playing. The only thing is I'm not sure. Like I know what the, I know there's a formula to have a better game offensively against the Eagles. I don't know yet if this team can successfully execute that formula all game. That's why I'm going to stick with the Eagles. Let's go 24-18. 
I'll pick 18. That's kind of a weird number, maybe 24-20. But I do like the Eagles in this game. But I do think that this team will play a better game, and I do think they'll make it interesting to where you think, hey, they've got a chance. That's just what I think going in because I do like how this defense is playing. I think they know how to defend them. What you just have to make sure is you don't give up too many of those big plays. Again, get McLaurin involved early. Make the Eagles play from behind. The Eagles don't have to play from behind too often, and certainly not, you know, in, in certainly not this year. So if they can do that, but again, get McLaurin involved early, get that emotion going early, and then see where it goes from there. Anyway, those are my keys and prediction of the game. I appreciate you tuning in, listening to me ramble on about all this stuff. I will be back after the game on Monday with the Washington Post, Nikki Javala going over the game, and I'll talk to you next time.